I was gone for two days. Two days. And in two days, the Reds have allowed 36 runs, 12 of which came by home run. And Luke Maley, yes, Luke freaking Maley has pitched on both of those days. Yeah, it's been that kind of week. We've got a lot to discuss on today's Locked on Reds. And Jeff, I made my drink a double. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker. We are lifelong Cincinnati Reds fans that have turned an addiction into information for you. want to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us talk some Reds with you. I encourage you. If you're listening, hit us up on Twitter, or if you're watching here on YouTube, make sure you drop down into our comments section and just let us know how good you're feeling about this ball club right now, uh, because we love talking Reds baseball and we want to talk Reds baseball with you. Lockdown Reds is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. Thanks to all of our everydayers out there. Let us know that you're an everydayer down in the comment section, or if you see us at the ballpark, we'll be walking around. Make sure you, you hit us up and let us know that you're an everydayer because we love meeting you. And if you want to get even more Reds content in between episodes, make sure you check out, number one, our Discord. We've got a link down in the description. Great community that is suffering together right now through these last couple of games uh make sure you join that and then also subtext as news comes down all the different rehab outings that are out there right now uh, i will have news to you first joining subtext just text i'm in to 513-597-0944 and before we jump into what is just going to be a parade of fun on today's podcast want to let you know that it's brought to you by ebay motors this episode uh it's brought to you by ebay motors a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit same with your vehicle so for parts that fit head to ebay motors and look for the green check stay in the game with ebay guaranteed fit ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit available to u.s customers only eligible items only exclusions apply and where i wish exclusions applied would be last night's game. It'd be the last two nights, Steve, because this isn't the Reds team that we've been watching all summer. No, there is a full uh, DEFCON 1 meltdown emergency occurring right now, Jeff. Um, I have a lot of things to say that we're going to get to. Uh, looking at what's happened the last two days, uh, you can't point the blame at one person. There's a lot of blame to go around. Uh, I think that uh, where we can look for yesterday, though, is to really kind of focus in on this bullpen. Uh, maybe this is the beginning of what you and I have been afraid of all along. Mm. And that's the overuse, the uh, extraordinary amount of innings they've been asked to pitch, the extraordinary amount of jams they've been asked to get starting pitchers out of is finally starting to catch up with them a little bit, I think. Now I understand the Cubs have won something like 12 of 15 games, 13 of 16 games, somewhere yeah, in the fire. neighborhood. They are on fire. They're hot. I get that. Uh, we ran into them at a very, very bad time. But that being said, there is no excuse 
for what happened last night with this Reds bullpen. It was an abject failure on the part of this bullpen. There's just no way around it. And somebody out there in that bullpen, not Derek Johnson, I don't think, but somebody else, a player, somebody has got to take charge and refocus these Mm -hmm. guys and get them to dig in because there was a complete lack of focus. There was a complete lack of execution. There was a complete lack of major league performance from everybody that set foot on the field last night. I'm sensing a disturbance in the force of somebody commenting on the section. It's David Bell's fault. And sure. He had a a quick hook, but he didn't pitch. pitch. Yeah. at, at some point, when you call on your bullpen guys, your bullpen guys got to come in and perform. The problem with this is, and I thought about this, and whenever uh, Steve and I sat down to, uh, you know, really talk about what we were going to talk about tonight, because uh, my goodness, this was a, a rough one, rough two nights to really talk about anything. I mean, we could be rose-colored goggles here and talk about the lineup, but uh, you got to talk about the pitching at some point. And my initial thought was, I think it's time we pronounce a uh, time of death for the bullpen, but just two games ago, they pitched pretty darn good and got the win against the same Cubs team. So I, I, I feel like they're not dead, but we're worried. Like I, I, I am firmly in the camp of worry about what fatigue looks like it's doing to this bullpen. Lucas Sims, as much as I love to root for Lucas Sims is looking really rough right now. And it's not the walk. If it's not the walks, it's him just laying things over the middle for guys to clobber. And I I feel like it's one or the other with him. He's either got to pound the strike zone and it's got to be obvious that hitters are just going to swing all day on him, or he's barely missing and walking guys and hoping for ground ball, double plays. And just whenever he comes into the game right now, I am grab it onto my seat because it's like oh boy here we go yeah it feels very ian jabot ish right now Mm -hmm. when he comes into the game and you know i don't know jeff i I don't know that i'm ready to say okay it's done it's over Uh, they're dead it's it's done with pronounce them time of death you know no no need cpr um i don't know that i'm there yet but i really do feel like there was a complete mental breakdown over yes. the last couple of days in the pitching staff, uh, you know, been lively. And I know you had to cover that by yourself and go solo. Sorry <laughs> about that. That's a hard one to talk about by yourself, but you know, I think David Bell did the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think David Bell did the right thing in leaving yeah. Ben lively out there until he just absolutely couldn't leave him out there. And I saw some stuff on Twitter where people felt that that was a disservice to Ben lively, but at the end of the day, it protected the bullpen. Ben lively was not asked to throw more than a hundred pitches and the Cubs just teed off on him. Uh, and you get games like that. The, yeah. the the problem I have is coming back now last night and, and getting another woodshed moment, getting taken out behind the woodshed again and, and getting the snot kicked out of you by this Cubs team again, this time the bullpen melting down. It really shows a lack of mental intensity. It really shows a, a breakdown for me, and it concerns me. It doesn't concern me that the bullpen can't continue to pitch. It doesn't concern me that they can't figure it out. And we saw some good things from the lineup, as you say. Joey Votto hits two home runs. Spencer Steer hits a home run. TJ Friedel hits a home run. Guys were hitting. 
So it was not a complete failure. But at the at the end of this, when you look at what happened last night, I really feel like the mental side of things is where this game went wrong. And that's a little bit concerning to me because it's only August. There's a lot of baseball left and mental fatigue now is not OK. So whatever needs right. to happen to course correct between now and to and to and the game today, when the Reds still have an opportunity to split this series, it needs to happen and it needs to happen right now. No, I, I 100% agree. And I think that it's very intriguing because we said, you know, me, you and I were texting about this and, and I mentioned, you know, wasn't that mad. And this is going to be the last time we referenced the trade deadline for 2023 on this show. Uh, but wasn't mad that they didn't do anything because I understood the prices might have been high. Knowing still, though, that they needed more pitching. They needed something. They needed a bullpen arm. They needed fresh legs in the bullpen or in the rotation or something to help them out. And the fact that they didn't get it probably was going to bite them in the butt. It did so really, really fast. It Two sure nights did. in a row. <laughs> like, I did not expect it to be this fast. And we can already say, huh. Maybe we should have got another bullpen guy there, but I uh, look, I, it's not Absolutely. something that I'm, yeah, it's like, I'm not like belaboring that crawl on this one, but I think it's very obvious in the off season when we head into this off season with lots of money to spend, theoretically, then that should be the focus is bringing in some fresh legs, some bona fide dudes in the bullpen, because what we have seen from Buck Farmer, what we have seen from Lucas Sims, what we have seen from me and Jabot. I think we're starting to see it's coming down now where it was at ahead for the month of June and early July. I think it's coming back down to earth right now, and that's going to be really tough for this Reds team down the stretch. I can see a path. I can see a, a, a situation, a scenario where Nick crawl looked at the trade deadline, went out and got mole from mole. Correct. Mole. Yeah. Mole. Sam mole. From- yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know me in names. Sorry, the Oakland guy. You know Sam Mole went out and got him, and and I and I think that was a good move. Uh, you know I wasn't on the show to talk about that, so I, I think that was a good move. They needed another lefty. Alex Young needed help. Good job. Uh, but I think there's a scenario where Nick Crawl looked at the rest of the bullpen, and at the same time looked at the starting rotation, and said to himself. Two to three more weeks till Hunter Green. Three to four more weeks till Nicoladolo. Lively's going into the bullpen. We're going to be okay. I don't need to give up more prospect capital for that two weeks of bullpen. Um, so, okay, but you can't give up 16 runs a game. That That's yeah. just, you can't do that. So No, no, yeah. So, you know, I told you this off air, and I wasn't sure where I was going to drop it into the show. I'm going to drop it in in just a minute because I'll tell you what needs to happen in the Reds locker room today before the game starts to write this ship. And I'm not sure who needs to do it, but I'll tell you what needs to be done. And we're going to get into that coming up in just one minute because it's crystal clear that it's time for the Reds to get things together. They have to double down. They have to focus up. And it may be time to move on from more than one player on this roster. We'll tell you who that is. We'll tell you what needs to be done. And we'll tell you who needs to do it coming up in just a second. Before we get to that, today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Want a chance to win more than more money with less picks? Head to Sleeper, where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. Sleeper is now offering up to 100 times the payout for up to eight pick contests. Choose as many as eight players that you like, 
and pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats like home runs, strikeouts, hits, or more. Get your picks right and you could win big. So if you think Joey Votto is going to have himself a three home run game tonight, well, you think he's going to bang, you better smash more on the homers. You think Ellie's going to steal some bases? Smash more again. You think Luke Weaver's going to strike out 10 guys? You're crazy. But smash more if that's what you think is going to happen because you could win up to 100 times your money back. Entries can be made in 30 seconds or less. It's that easy. Uh, they also have safe and fast withdrawals so you don't have to worry about getting your payout when you win. Use the promo code Locked On and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. They are currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Remember that if you can't be at Wrigley Field for the final game of this four-game set, you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just download the app and search the word Reds. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Red your first listen every day. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to wrap up this Cubs series, and we're going to be joined for a crossover by the guys from over at Locked on Cubs. And God help us if the Cubs have won three in a row. <laughs> it needs to be a split, Jeff. I can't do it. I'm not going to. I'm going to. I'm going to dip out. Be a split if, it's, sure. if it's three in a row, I'm dipping out. I'm not doing it. But- first of all, before you get into that rant, though, I'm looking at FanDuel to see what the odds are on Luke Weaver getting 10 strikeouts because that better be like through the roof. They might not even have odds on that. Like, my Probably goodness. not. <laughs> Probably not. But listen, uh, you know, I mentioned before we, we went into the break there that it's going to be time to move on from some players and also that I know what needs to happen today before the game. And I'm not sure who's the right player to do this, but it's time for a gut check. It is time for this team to man up a little bit. It is time for someone in this clubhouse, someone on this team to be a leader and walk into the clubhouse today and gather the guys around and say what we saw on the field was unacceptable. There was an absolute lack of professionalism. There was an absolute lack of execution. There was an absolute lack of mental preparedness to play a major league baseball game. All of those guys are fortunate to be on that field and wear that jersey. All of those guys are fortunate to make a living playing Major League Baseball. They need to dig in and be professional. Someone needs to take charge of that clubhouse today and make it clear that what we saw on the field, defensively, offensively, from the pitching staff, is unacceptable and will not be tolerated. And if they can't get on board with that, they should turn in their jerseys and get out of the clubhouse. No, I agree. And I think that... That is something that every team has throughout the year, the the players-only meeting. And I know there's not really been a report on that for the Reds because things have been generally pretty good all season long ever since the young guys came up. Maybe that's who it should be. Maybe it's Ellie De La Cruz. Maybe it's Matt McClain, one of those guys. And everybody's going to immediately say, well, why would a rookie do that? Because this team is built on rookies. Will Benson, one of those guys, probably is the guy to step up and say, this is what we need to do. And I, I feel like it, it just seemed like a systemic collapse because of that lack of focus. The, over the last two nights, not just Wednesday night's game, but Tuesday night's game as well, you saw an error turn into a fat pitch over the middle that was a three-run home run, and then the very next guy gets on via walk, and it just continues. And, and the Cubs scored so many runs and had so many big innings based on 
plays that it seemed like had it went an inch in the other direction, the Reds are out of the inning and they're already back up the bat. Like there's, there's just little bits here and there that they're just missing on. And this is the point in the season where young guys have not played this long and played this high a level of baseball. And they're just learning. They're like, man, we got to keep going. We got two months left of this. And, and maybe this is the point where they're starting to get a little bit of mental fatigue, but this is the point where they got to have somebody get up and focus them in, in the clubhouse. I know that we're not the big kind of like rah-rah, we need somebody in the clubhouse, like, like spitting and, and all that stuff. But I, I do think there needs to be somebody in stand-up, like you said, and just demand accountability from their teammates. Because what I saw over these last two games, I saw, you know, David Bell – setting the lineup against the left-handed pitcher, loading it up with the right-handed bats, loading it up with the Kevin Newmans and the Nixon Zells that just have amazing statistics against left-handed pitching. Guess what didn't happen? It didn't hit. Senzel and Newman were automatic outs. And then in the field, Senzel and Newman were anything but outs. I think it's time we move on from those two. I was kind of hoping that at the deadline, we would see some sort of swap. Maybe it's Sinzel and Newman for a relief pitcher or whatever. That didn't happen. I don't know what their value is to this team moving forward because if you're telling me they can only hit against left-handed pitching, which they don't see that much, and their fielding is going to be suspect when they're in the game, then I don't want them on the field. I feel that way more so about Kevin Newman than I think I feel that way about Nick Senzel. And maybe, Jeff, I'm I'm perfectly willing to admit that maybe I have a soft spot for Nick Senzel just because we've we've rooted for him for so long to get it yes, together. Yeah. Versus Kevin Newman, who just got here. But as far as I'm concerned with Kevin Newman, he doesn't need to have another start. If no. you insist on keeping him around as the last man on the bench, as a replacement late innings or something along those lines, fine. He shouldn't be starting. There's other guys that have better statistics that need to get the at-bats that are going to be here for a lot of years. Put them in the game. Nick Senzel still shows flashes of really good defense. Still plays a really good third base when you ask him to most of the time. Uh, I don't know that he's getting enough work to play Mm -hmm. defense at an elite level right now. And is is that the Reds' fault? Is that Senzel's fault? Is that a little bit of both of their faults? I'm not sure. But if we're going to, but we're talking about moving on. I'm ready to move on yeah. from Newman. It would not hurt me at all. Would not hurt my feelings if they sent him down. If we wake up in the morning and there's an announcement, Red send Kevin Newman, AAA. Cool. I'm good with that. I don't know how I feel about that as far as Nick Senzel goes. Uh, that being said, he needs to put in the work between games, workouts, whatever he needs to do to be ready to maximize when he does find his way into the lineup. And he didn't do that last night. He did not maximize his opportunity. Early in that game yesterday, he made a couple good plays over at third base. He showed some leather. But at the end of the day, he really didn't deliver and make use of the opportunity given to him. And I understand baseball is hard, and it doesn't happen every time you get out there. But I'm with you, Jeff. It's time to shake things up. Uh, This team needs to be reminded that they're in a pennant race. And they need to dig in, and they need to perform day in and day out. And David Bell needs to put the best guys on the field. And if that means that Kevin Newman sits that bench and doesn't play for eight, nine, 10 games, then Kevin Newman doesn't play for eight, nine, 10 games. It doesn't matter. You put the best team on the field every single day because this team can't afford to give games away. And they have given games away the last two days. 
the best role that I feel like Kevin Newman serves is a late game pinch hitter against the left-handed pitcher. Yep. I don't know that I want to see him. In, I mean, maybe like as a pinch runner, if you've got Luis Quinones. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the last dude on the bench and like Nixon Zell should be sitting right next to him. Like, I, I just feel like, David Bell said something the other day when it came to CES being called up and he said, now we can have like this rotation. We can give guys regular days off, kind of give them mental breaks, keep them healthy and keep them rested for the stretch run. Jonathan India is on the injured list. And the fact that he still, it still looks like he's trying to force this infield rotation without Jonathan India on the field. He needs to stop that. Like, the infield without Jonathan India is Spencer Steer at third, Ellie De La Cruz at short, Matt McLean at second, Joey Votto, CES, first Bates, DH. That's it. Simple. That, 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 there, there's no other, like, there's no, no platoon, platoon split problems. No rotating, no. no nothing. That's the lineup. Joey just smashed, and, 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 you know, Chris Welsh made the point on the radio broadcast, and he's, he's definitely right on this, that... Joey Votto doesn't need to play every day because when you give Joey Votto regular rest, this is what you get. You get an amazing hitter that looks like he is fresh and ready to go. But even still, with India on the injured list, there is no consideration for me to put Newman or Senzel in this lineup over any one of those names that I just mentioned to say nothing of the defensive alignment that you put yourself into. And I get it. They were giving Ellie De La Cruz a day off last night, but that is part of the whole rotation thing where I think David Bell has to disillusion himself from this ability to do this without Jonathan India on the field. You're, you're absolutely correct. I, I think that, you know, we talked about this with David Bell from early on. And, and, and don't get me wrong. I know we just talked about how good we thought the extension was and, and what a good job David Bell has done. And I still think that's perfect for sure. He's not, not perfect. perfect. And we talked about very early on that. It seemed to us that it felt like in-game management that David Bell always needed to be doing something that he was a kind of, I don't know what to do with my hands kind of guy, yeah. right? I need to be doing something. And it still feels a little bit like that. You know, I am all for the new baseball and the analytics and using all of the information available to you to construct a lineup and get the best matchups. But at the end of the day, sometimes common sense needs to prevail. And the lineup that you just talked about, the infield that you just put out there in the absence of Jonathan India and, and a rotation required with him in the lineup, that's the lineup. You don't need to overthink it. You don't need right. to overanalyze it. There's no amount of computer numbers crunching that you can do that it's going to make sense to not have Matt McClain at second base and instead have Kevin Newman. There's nothing you can do with your MacBook Pro that's going to make that be the right answer. And him leading off, too. That was ugh, no, 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 no. Like, just no. Just just stop. No. And I'll tell you what, Steve, because these last couple of nights and, and, and these weird lineup decisions and weird – you know, bullpen performances and all this other stuff had us all frustrated, had us all balled up in our feelings and our anger. And yes, a little bit. That's the reason that we are enjoying our podcast today. I saw a tweet last night that summed up the psychology of baseball fans that I want to dive into a little bit coming up next, because are we an angry bunch? I think we might be. 
Before I get into that, though, want to let you know you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Reds. And in between episodes, you can get even more Reds content. Make sure you join our Locked On Reds Discord. Link is down in the description. You can also join me on subtext if you text the words I'm in to 513-597-0944, and you will be the first to know the news of the day for the Cincinnati Reds. You'll be the Reds guy or gal in your friend group. And everybody will be turning to you and be like, what do you know about the Reds? You'll know. And before before we get into this next segment, I want to give a very cryptic tease, Jeffrey. I can't guarantee it yet, but if you're not subscribed to the YouTube feed and you don't have the notification bell on, you might miss on Friday a huge interview. And because it's not recorded yet, I'm not going to tease any names because I'm very superstitious like that. But you're going to want to be subscribed for the interview I have coming this week. Could be a future fireballer, I think, is because I, I I know a little bit of details about this. But yes, that's that's all we'll say. Um, let, let's jump into this, Steve, because I think baseball fans are unique. I think it's the reason that football fans and basketball fans and especially college sports fans and things like that, whenever they cross over into the baseball world, they don't quite understand how to be because there's 162 games. And when you lose 14 or or 16 to six on one night, that's one loss and one loss in the grand scheme of things. Isn't that many. In fact, the Reds have now lost 51 games and reside in first place atop the division. So with all of that being said, if the Reds are playing bad on a given night, you can tell if you log on to whatever the heck it's called now. It's not Twitter.com anymore. Now it's X.com. Yeah, you know, X, uh, X-Men or something. I just think Elon Musk wanted to be an X-Men. Um <laughs> Oh, if he shows up in that suit, Jeff. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know what his mutant power would be. You know what? We're not going to get into that. Anyway, um, if you get on our Lockdown Reds Discord for the last couple of nights, it's been a little bit of scorched earth going on down there, too. So yeah. it, it's something that happens amongst us baseball fans that for two to three hours, God help us if it's four hours, but for two to three hours a night, we are either jubilation or absolute frustration. I should have just went with that. I was looking for a different word, but it's, it's, it's just so crazy to see the mood swings of a baseball fan. And we talk about how the Reds bullpen performance may not be sustainable. Steve, what, what kind of life expectancy are we looking at here? (laughs) You know, here's the thing you we're talking about the psychology of a baseball fan. And to some extent, sports fans in general, but mm-hmm. but baseball, baseball and baseball in Cincinnati, Ohio, that hits different than baseball in a lot of other places. Yep. And I'm, I'm willing to, I'm willing to say that there may be some sports out there where the fans are a little bit more passionate, a little bit, basically European soccer and then baseball. That's the order of operations as far as passion from a fan base, um, I think. 
Uh, and then if you get into like the, the Latin America leagues in baseball, it might be a tie because th- those people down there love their baseball and, and, and are not afraid to express it. So what we see is we see a lot of emotion tied up in this thing. And whether you're using baseball because it connects you to your past, to a time when you were with your grandparents watching the game, to, you know, for me, playing wiffle ball in Springfield, Ohio, in the grandparents' backyard, and Papa had the Reds game on, Marty and Joe blaring in the corner while he watched us play wiffle ball. You know, baseball takes you back to that. Baseball takes you back to that first time you're in the ballpark and the sights and the smells and the things that our buddy Cam Miller talked about when he was doing Riverfront Remembered and, and the, the emotional connections. Baseball has stayed so largely the same throughout history that there's the, that connection and that tie and it ties into our psyches and it takes us back to our childhoods and we're teaching it forward to our children. And you've got all of that wrapped up into years and years and years and years of love for a team. And when they don't perform, when they give up 16 runs, when Luke freaking Maley is pitching on back-to-back days, <laughs> it gets to you a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Lance McAllister on his show many, many nights talks about how often he has to go get his pacemaker battery changed <laughs> because of what sports in Cincinnati does to him. And that's a real thing, Jeff. That yeah. is a true, real feeling that these professional sports team in this city, that's the impact that they have on all of us. That's why you and I do what we do. That's why so many people take time out of their day and listen to us talk about this baseball team. It's because of the love they have for this sport. And it's hard to separate. It's really difficult to separate the lows when they get spanked, like they got spanked last night. It's really hard to to put that in that capsule that makes so much sense logically Everything you just said is logically. If they lost yesterday by one run, is that any different than they lost by 16 runs in a 162-game season? It's really not. Right. But boy, do we feel it more. Are we going to feel it more if the Reds lose three in a row and I got to talk to those locked-on Cubs guys on this show tomorrow? (laughs) Am I going to feel that more? You better believe I'm going to feel that more. They're going to come digitally strutting in, however you digitally strut, but they'll be digitally strutting into the crossover if that happens. And that's the thing, too. Like, if the Reds win this series finale, then we're forgetting all about these last two nights. Doesn't matter. Moving on. And that's the beauty of baseball. Like, the winning streak that they had in June. Does anyone remember how bad they were in April and May? No. Because they were so good in June and July. Just our buddy Ethan Smith over at Locked on Pirates. Yeah, the Pirates will always have April. Uh, It's one of those things, like baseball is so hard to be a fan of. And I'm not saying it's, it's hard in terms of, you know, why do it? It's just, it's hard in terms of keeping yourself in check and keeping your emotions in check. Because, yeah, like games like last night, I wanted to chuck. Because I was listening to you know the the iHeartRadio app on my phone, but I wanted to chuck my phone up against the wall because it kept saying all these bad things about the Cubs scoring. But I know tomorrow night if we flip the script and we're winning and the Reds are winning sixteen to six, I'm gonna be dancing. Mm-hmm. It's just how baseball is, and, and I think that it's such a beautiful sport for that reason. It's such a hilarious thing to be a fan of because you can be, you and I can both be Reds fans and have vehement 
disagreements about how the Reds should operate their ball club on a nightly basis, but we're still Reds fans. Mm-hmm. And that is why this this game is so beautiful. And it's, it's so funny to see because there are people that get in just crazy arguments on Twitter because there's some people that say this and there's other people that say this. There's people that get in vehement arguments on Discord. But at the end of the day, we're still rooting for the same team to win a ball game. Sometimes I feel like, you know, after a loss, Jeff, I feel like the next day I got to log in and be like, I'm sorry for what I said when I was upset last night. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, 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 you know, it's the end of the world. It's the end of the world when they lose a game like that. And then you right. wake up after a nap and you're like, oh, maybe it's not the end of the world. But Steve, remember, they're seven wins away from hitting the over. And hitting that the over is where we're going to end tonight's podcast because we are just. Oh my goodness! These two nights, you know what? They're in the past. Let's just put this one to bed. Mm. Let's just put, let's, let's go. Mm. What, what, whatever that you know that. Mm. All right. Before Side we get out of here, don't forget yeah. you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just download that app and search the word Reds. That'll do it for this edition of Locked On Reds. Thanks so much for checking us out for your first listen every day. Every day is coming up on the next show. We're going to cross over with the Cubs and really, 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 really hoping that the Reds win that series finale. But until then, Steve, what can people expect from you and me? They can count on you and I to continue monitoring waivers, transactions, promotions, uh, what's going on down at the minor leagues? Uh, talking TJ to Antoine to Louisville. Mm, forgot there, to say that. There you go. Yeah. We didn't talk about him. We're going to bring all that information back right here to keep you locked on Reds every single day. Do we get to I, bill for like a psychology session for today? That was pretty good. I needed a couch there. We should 